Welcome to Be The Difference. Presented by Back to Back Ministries, continuing to be a voice for orphaned and vulnerable children around the world. We share stories of everyday people who are being the difference in the lives of others. I'm Sammy Summerlin, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Cox. Tis the season, Sammy. <laughs> it is the most wonderful time of the year. Absolutely. I um, sang that song for 20 solid minutes in the car the other day on the way to get my Christmas tree. That's excellent. So just ringing in the season, which is full of joy, excitement, also sometimes a little chaos and a little bit of uh, hustle and bustle. Yeah, it's wild. Our family centers around the performance called The mm-hmm. Nutcracker because we have a ballerina in our home and this year we have a ballerina we have a young ballet dancer in our son who is also in it and then our oldest daughter is stage managing so we're just it's wild at our house between regular holiday season and then this intense journey but soon we will see all of the show come to completion which will be Really, really fun and bring in the season really well for us. And a little bit of peace after that, right? I hope, I think so. <laughs> I think there'll be a little bit of peace and some exhaustion. But I love this season. I love Christmas. I love what it brings out of people and the opportunities that it brings for us to actually connect and be the difference in ways for other people. And that's what we're going to talk about today is 10 ways that we can be the difference specifically in this season. So constantly around here, we're talking about how are we the difference in other people's lives. We hear stories of everyday regular people who aren't doing anything that's super extraordinary Mm. or super like super powered. They're just people who've taken a step. And so we are always thinking, how can we do that in little ways? How can we do that in our own context? How can we do that in our each season that we're in? So this season it's Christmas and it's, like I said, that hustle and bustle. So we've made a list for you. And here's some things that we're thinking about. And the first one is to surprise a neighbor. I've been shocked by how little I've gotten to know my neighbors. Mm. I moved in to this house seven months ago and I could only name probably three of our neighbors on our street. And it's been surprising to me how little I know about the people who live around me. But the other day, uh, one of our neighbors actually saw us sitting outside and came up um, and introduced himself and brought three no-bake cookies in a Ziploc that he had had at his Mm. house. And there was something about that surprise, that gift, the introduction, the getting to know his name and hear a little bit of his story that made me think, this is a way to be the difference right on my street. He modeled for me a way that I could be the difference this season too. Yeah, I love the element of surprise and the opportunity to be able to connect with people in ways that just feel a little more important in this Mm -hmm. season while it is the christmas season it's also the season for us here in cincinnati and and maybe it's this way everywhere right now Um, but it feels like the light is gone so early in the day yes (laughs) and the amount of time we actually have to access and to bring hope is limited and it feels like seasonal depression different things like that really hit a peak during the winter time. Mm-hmm. So I think this first idea not only plays to a great opportunity in the Christmas season, but it also allows us to see ways we can be the difference for people around us without having to know, to your point, without having to know what's really going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get to know you really well to be able to drop off an activity at your door 
um, and to be able to just surprise you. Mm-hmm. Some of the ideas I've had around this are to drop off just like a little gingerbread building little exercise. We just did that with a family this weekend. And just to leave a gingerbread build-your-own-house kit on a front doorstep. To leave a note, to be able to rake leaves. I live in a neighborhood where there are just trees and trees and trees. And so to come home and have my yard raked by a neighbor, hint, hint, neighbors. Or shovel snow. Shovel snow. If it snows if, where if you it live. happens where you yeah. live, then to shovel snow, just to be engaged in some type of activity that says you're seen and known mm-hmm. without there being an intentional gathering can really mean a lot to a person. Yeah, and I think even just that message that says you're remembered and you're seen yeah. is sometimes makes a bigger difference than we can even imagine. Yeah, and it doesn't even have to have your name attached to it either. Mm-hmm. You can make those in anonymous ways. You can make those in ways that are just as small of an act of a note to something large, like we spent half of our day raking leaves, mm-hmm. you know, neighbor after neighbor. You can scale it the way that you need to scale it based on your margin so that people feel seen and known. In addition to that kind of local invest in the people next to me, I also think this is a great time to start planning out the next year in 2024, right? Right after Christmas, we all start talking about New Year, Mm -hmm. what our plans for the next year are. One of the great ways to be the difference in this season is to start having a conversation with friends and family around a mission trip in 2024. It is a great opportunity to connect to story, to be able to see the world outside of the bubble that we live in every day. When we travel and we rub shoulders with people with different narratives than our own. So planning a mission trip next year uh, takes time, Mm -hmm. takes effort, takes resources. So start now because there are organizations like Back to Back and others who are ready to receive mission trip guests in really affirming, holistic, and empowering ways as we travel the world together. Yeah, whether it's with Back to Back or another organization, what I've seen over and over when I've participated in mission trips myself or watched especially families go on mission trips together is that it is this time to get outside of your everyday routine and rhythm, to get outside of your comfort zone and be stretched in a way that really can bond a family together in a really unique way. It can I loved watching parents be surprised by seeing their kids on mission trips, the way that they would serve, the way that they would sacrifice, the way that they would stretch themselves in a different capacity that the parent didn't even realize they could do, and just what that does to a family dynamic. Um, But also, if you don't have a family you're going to take with you, you're going to go by yourself again, and it's an incredible opportunity to, I think, spend ourselves on behalf of others, but in a in a space and place that maybe stretches us more than it would at home. Yeah, as you were sharing, it reminded me that earlier this year, we had a conversation with Rob Hall from Mm Trauma-Free World, and his family was completely transformed by a mission trip years ago with Back to Back. And that mission trip was the synergizer of their family to something that they hadn't been able to put um, a name to that was just this next season of life. So you just never know what a an outside-the-box the experience like that is going to do for you. I can't encourage enough, and we're already— my son is just at the place. He's seven, and we've started toying with that question of, 
is he ready to go on this adventure? Because I've loved mission trips so much. I can't wait to take him on one with as we go back into some places that we love so deeply. And even if he's not ready to get on an airplane and travel to another country, there are lots of opportunities to serve locally. Right. And that's our next idea is figure out how to get plugged in in your own community, whether that's a food distribution center or some sort of other unique, lots of nonprofits do unique events during the Christmas season and they need volunteers. They need people to help to serve a meal or to organize an event and our encouragement to you is do your research, figure out who in your community, not everybody who listens is in Cincinnati. Right. And so each community has its own unique opportunity. So how can you give your time? Yeah, I think it ties into that idea that we have some extra time mm -hmm. while it's busy. There are also this, there's this unique element of December where our time off might be unique from our employers. We might have some extended time away from school where our kids are at home. And volunteering in a short-term window can make a significant impact because even though you may not have the margin to volunteer weekly or make this an ongoing, a one-time contribution to an organization can create margin for some of the staff or the regular consistent people that are investing in that organization to enjoy the season as well. So just know that while a service of, a, of an activity like meal distribution or gathering resources for uh, this, this season, maybe it feels just like a nominal task to you. I just want you to know that you're encouraging the people who do this on a regular basis by showing up in a season where more hands are needed to distribute the resources that are demanded during this month. It's like that extra push at the year end. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's vital. Yeah, and it creates new experiences and fun. I can look back on those and think the places that we received volunteers as back-to-back -back Cincinnati, the relationships and the connection that we built with volunteers and their family were a gift to us as staff. And mm -hmm. so just know that your presence matters and that when you show up, it's a gift to other people. We want to encourage you not only just to volunteer, um, but to bless and see people that don't always feel blessed and seen during this season. Uh, over Thanksgiving, my wife chose to uh, go see a family member on her side of the family that had limited access to the number of people that could come into mm -hmm. this, uh, this space. But when she came back, the story that she and um, our daughter shared with having a Thanksgiving meal with a community in a home that often wonder if anyone's going to visit mm -hmm. them was transformative. And so we want to encourage you in, in this one to think of a way to bless or encourage someone that may be in the hospital, mm -hmm. someone that may be in an assisted living community, um, or that may be in a community where their family are traveling mm -hmm. and they have to stay behind. So think of ways or think of families that are around you that may be going through a season and some ways that you could bless those that are experiencing a hospital stay or some extended care. It could be as simple as sending flowers to a room. Mm -hmm. It could also be just calling one of these places, a, a hospital or a facility and asking if there is someone who lives there that rarely gets a visitor. You don't even have to know their name. And just send some encouraging words, a balloon, a small little tiny Christmas tree. 
anonymously and just bless someone who may be isolated from community. Yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking about how much of the focus of our work is on youth, is on youth and kids and families. And there's a whole population of seniors Mm -hmm. who oftentimes can get relegated to the same sort of isolation that even vulnerable children can experience. And how can we turn and have eyes for them as well? And there's um, on Amazon, you can actually order care packages for people and they'll send it all packaged up and like arrive at their front door. I've done that a couple of times for people who are older and can't leave their home Mm. and that I can't visit or get to. And it's quick and easy and just like ready-made care package that shows up at their front door. Um, So think about what are the unique ways that you can say, I still see you. Yeah, I love that. There's no, there's no timestamp on being seen and known, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a lifelong journey that we have to remind one another that no matter how old someone is, they always want to be seen and known. I also think about people who are grieving. Mm-hmm. I think grief is a really isolating emotion and yes. season. And in a season where we talk a lot about family and joy and gathering, how can we also turn and have eyes for those who are, are grieving so this season feels especially isolating and painful this Absolutely. year? Absolutely, yeah, I agree. So while we did just talk about how can we have eyes for an older generation, mm-hmm. there's also the opportunities to do something that's called child sponsorship. We at Back to Back have a child sponsorship program. There are many of them around the world that are great programs where essentially a person is paired up with a child and gets to become what I like to think of as their cheerleader. Mm -hmm. A cheerleader who says, again, I see you, and I make a financial contribution, yes, but that's the smallest part of it, really. It's that encouraging voice that says, I see you, you matter, you may be all the way across the world from me. However, I'm invested in you and your success. I've loved watching child sponsorship relationships play out over the years and just seeing the way that that reminder that there's somebody who intentionally saw me and wanted to do something to help me is really transformative for a child. Yeah, I think uh, that part of what I love about the child sponsorship as an option is that there's been so much work done over the past few decades to make sure that child sponsorship is done in an honorable, holistic, Mm -hmm. and empowering into the life of the child way. And whether it's back-to-back ministries or an organization like ours that's doing child sponsorship really well, when done well, it is amazing to hear how many times someone saying yes to sponsor a child is meeting that child at just the right moment when they've been praying or crying out, does anyone see me? Mm -hmm. And you and I have both been a part of a lot of those stories where we get to experience the voice of the child more regularly than we do the voice of the sponsor. And how many times a child has said, I don't think anyone sees me. Mm. And it's just about that time that someone walks in and says, hey, guess what? This person wants to stay in contact with you and they would love to write you letters or they would Mm -hmm. love to hear from you. And it's just this timing that can happen when we say yes. And I can't encourage enough um, for you to consider as an individual, as a family, as an extended community, how do we allow community to extend borders and boundaries Mm -hmm. by saying yes to something? And language. And language, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's really, really powerful. All right, one of my favorites It's the easy, fun one. Last year, we did this with a neighbor at our house. 
This year, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to think about a way that you could even be the difference in your workplace <laughs> and in community by choosing one of the ornaments on your tree that has some story behind it, has a little bit of value, but won't break the memory, you know, train of the family by taking it off the tree and trade that ornament with someone else and ask them to give you an ornament from their tree and then hang it on your tree so that next year when you go to hang that ornament, you're reminded of that conversation and that relationship. And again, it could be a, a coworker, it could be a neighbor, it could be a complete stranger that you meet while you are piecing together all of the groceries for your Christmas dinner. But just think about trading an ornament with someone so that your tree starts to gain the voices of stories that are around you in your community. I just recently got to hang up all of my childhood ornaments on mm. my own tree in my own house for the first time. Last year, my mom relinquished my childhood ornaments and they are now mine officially in oh, my own house. Did you get house. married or something this year, <laughs> yeah, Sammy? Is this why we married. have like a new tree <laughs> yes. tradition? And as I took each one out of the box, I had a story. Yeah. I had a story and I said, oh, this one says born in 1989 because that's when I was born. It says baby's first Christmas. And this one is my kindergarten picture that's wedged between popsicle sticks. And and I had a story for each one. And mm. I thought how much ornaments really do hold story. For and they sure. symbolize moments in our lives. And I'm, I mean, I have one that says engaged in 2022. And now I'll have one that says Summerlin established 2023. It's these little mementos that really can hold so much of a story. Yeah, I love trading ornaments because of the story. I also love experiences. I am all about adventures. For years and years, we have not called our trips each year a vacation. We've actually said we're going on a family adventure. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to encourage you to do in this next one where you could be the difference is you could gift an experience, gift an adventure to someone around you. In Cincinnati, there's an organization called Most Valuable Kids that I just want to highlight here. Different cities may have something like this, but it's actually a nonprofit that receives experiences from people and then has relationships with nonprofits, families, children, youth, different communities to then reallocate those experiences back into the community. So someone may donate a trip to the local zoo's light show, Festival of Lights here in Cincy, and MVK would then connect with Big Brother, Big Sister, and be able to get a, a child and their big sister to be able to go on this adventure. So find ways to be able to take the experiences that have become holiday traditions for your family and figure out a way to gift that to someone else's family, maybe through your local church or through an organization like a nonprofit or MVK. At Back to Back, we talk a lot about how belief systems are built through words and experiences. Right. It's the words we hear and the experiences we have. And that can be for good or, or for bad. And I love the idea that we could be contributors to new experiences for families. So giving a family a new experience together that they may not have had access to otherwise. Because that's how belief systems change. And they get to experience the fun of something new together. Yeah, and in reality, there are certain things that have been part of our family's traditions. 
that we may make assumptions that everyone has the opportunity to have those same experiences. They've been transformative for us, but by making that available to everyone, then everyone gets an opportunity to have these great experiences. Mm -hmm. So if you need an opportunity to encourage people to go watch a version of the Nutcracker, just reach out to me because I can get you to the show that you need to see that's going to have the cutest Claire and the cutest little Fritz in it. I think one of the experiences that I love about doing the show is that we get to ask questions. Mm. We get to ask really intentional questions about a person's life, about what little threads God was weaving together to bring them to where they are now. Honestly, doing interviews on this show has taught me how to be a better question asker, mm. how to have deeper and more rich conversations with people outside of this podcast studio because I'm really genuinely curious about all these little bits of a life that God orchestrates mm -hmm. and how it can come together into the person who's sitting in front of me now. And I think that's a way that we can be the difference in whatever room we're in during this Christmas season, whether it's somebody you bump into at the grocery store or a family member you're seated next to at a big family gathering that you actually may not know that much about. One way that I think we can be the difference is to ask really intentional questions. Yeah, there are so many different questions that I think about when I try to add the word intentional. Mm -hmm. And what I would encourage is to think about where we are and who we're with, because that changes the nature of each question. How I ask the barista at a coffee shop um, a question about Christmas or about this holiday season might be completely different than how I ask one of my own children, but I want to be able to be intentional with the barista who might be exhausted mm -hmm. during this because we're all being fueled by these great <laughs> caffeinated drinks um, in order to get the shopping and the relationships together. We also need to recognize that our belief system isn't everyone's belief system. Mm -hmm. We experience life in a global economy that has different stories and different history. And because you and I, Sammy, have this real foundation of following the way of Jesus, we're looking for ways to be intentional about why Christmas matters and what is important around Christmas, while at the same time holding that this may not be everyone's narrative. Mm -hmm. And so honoring and bringing out the history of community and the possible pain that can be tied with a holiday if it has been lonely or it hasn't been something that fits with my belief system, I think is really important. So the more intentional we are about getting to know someone's story instead of making assumptions that our story and their story are just alike, the deeper our relationships are gonna be this holiday. Yeah, when I think about intentional question asking, it's asking a question, getting a response, and asking another question mm -hmm. rather than sharing necessarily my own belief about it or my own experience of that. How can I keep digging in yeah. and then holding that well, even if it's a different experience than one I've had or a different way of thinking than my way of thinking? I think that really is a unique way of being in the world today, especially in this season that is full of so much like speed and distraction and need for efficiency almost. How can we stop and dig in and ask and ask and ask and hold stories well? 
That's a great point that I think an intentional question slows the story down Mm -hmm. just by asking the question because I'm not used to being asked something that actually matters and now I have to stop, think, and respond and that puts us into a relationship. So putting those into our journey in this next month I think is important because when it comes under the theme of being the difference, it shows that everyone can be seen and known no matter what the season and no matter what the theme or the framework is around. Uh, we also want to encourage you to hold stories well as you're going on this journey. That a way to be the difference for someone else is not just asking the question, but in, in my mind, it's not one-upping the answer. Mm-hmm. And that holding yeah. stories really well say it. Yeah. is around whether or not I'm, a, I'm allowing someone else's story to be their story. Mm-hmm. Or if I feel like in order to connect, I have to tell you a better version of the story that you just told me. Yeah. And telling a story and holding a story well, um, I think comes down to seeing what you're telling me as the gift. And I'm good just by whatever you're sharing. And if you're in a space to ask me back, then I will ask you to hold my story well. But if not, I'm just going to trust that someone else will hold my story. And that holding stories well just means listening and staying present without needing to contribute or to change the narrative. Mm -hmm. That's good. I think that is very (laughs) countercultural. For sure. And so one last way that we have thought of that you can be the difference this Christmas season is to share one of these episodes, one of these stories that we've heard of everyday people who are being the difference. I think over and over again, we're trying to dispel the myth that it takes some superpower or supernatural capability to be the difference in others' lives. And we hope that you'll share that sentiment with others in this holiday season. We love every story that was shared with us this year. Mm-hmm. And um, Simi, I think it goes without a doubt that you and I have been transformed mm-hmm. by every story that's been told to us. And so we ask you to share an episode, not because it's a gift to Sammy and I in the way that we push this podcast or want to keep doing this work, but that it is a gift to someone in the way that it's been a gift to us, that every story that's been captured this year has been a story worth sharing and worth telling. And so we add a little bit of an an asterisk to this. If if you have a story that needs to be told, reach out to us. We would love to connect with you to be able to tell more stories of people who are making the difference. And there'll be ways in the show notes for you to be able to get in, in contact with us. But consider someone around you who's been making a difference in this world and they need to share that story that would be the greatest gift that you could give to sammy and i would be to tell us the people who matter to you so that we can help tell their stories next episode we'll recap the year and then that brings 2023 to a close so thank you for listening this year with us excited to hear how you'll be the difference in this christmas season and we'll see you on the next episode